KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Eric Anderson, in for Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, July 31st. A lawsuit is challenging the process for immigrants seeking asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Today is the deadline to register for the special election to fill Nathan Fletcher's empty seat on the San Diego County Board of Supervisors. The registrar of voters says only District 4 residents who are registered by the end of the day will be allowed to vote in the special election. Early voting is already underway. Ballots can be returned by mail or dropped off at one of the official ballot drop boxes around the district. In-person voting centers open Saturday and will remain open through August 15th. The San Diego Registrar of Voters has information about voting centers or ballot drop-off locations. Starting tomorrow, five county parks will be closed in August. The park closures are an annual safety measure taken because of expected hot weather. The parks that will be closed next month are El Capitan Preserve in Lakeside, Hellhole Canyon Preserve in Valley Center, Mount Gower County Preserve in Ramona. Also, Agua Caliente and Vallecito County Parks near the Anza Borrego Desert will be closed all summer. In the meantime, there are more than 100 other county parks to explore. There's a list of parks at sdparks.org. For people planning to head to the Del Mar horse races this season, there are discounted packages on round-trip transit fares and general admission to the races. Metropolitan Transit System, the North County Transit District, and the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club have partnered together to bring back the Pony Express. It includes general admission to the races, a round-trip fare on the coaster, sprinter, breeze, and MTS trolley and bus, and a shuttle ride from the Solana Beach train station to the racetrack. MTS has more information on their effort to reduce traffic and parking woes. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Immigration advocates have filed a class action lawsuit against a Biden administration policy that says asylum seekers can't come to the border without scheduling appointments first through a phone app. Border reporter Gustavo Solis has the story. The app is called CBP-1, and asylum seekers who don't use it are getting turned away at the border. The central focus of this lawsuit is that use of the CBP-1 app cannot be the exclusive way to seek asylum at a port of entry in the United States. That's Melissa Crow. She's director of litigation at the Center for Gender and Refugee Studies, the organization that filed the class action lawsuit on behalf of 10 asylum seekers and two nonprofit organizations. They say some migrants just can't get appointments, either because they don't have a phone or they aren't tech savvy enough to navigate the app. Crow says existing laws should prevent the Biden administration from making these rules. 
and this CBP-1 appointment requirement flies in the face of Section 1158A, which says that anyone, regardless of status and regardless of manner of entry, must be permitted to seek asylum at the U.S. border. They're asking a federal judge to order the Biden administration to stop what they're referring to as the CBP-1 turnback policy. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Shelters for families with children experiencing homelessness are scarce in San Diego County. Operation Hope in Vista is one of the few family shelters offering these families a safe space and help for a new beginning. And this space recently underwent some changes. North County reporter Tanya Thorne takes a look. The sounds of children laughing and playing ball can be heard beyond the fence of Operation Hope, North County. For many of those children, the Vista property is a home they haven't had in a long time. I just wanted to have a a good environment for my son, honestly. I wanted a good environment for my son where he has a a roof over his head, food in his stomach, and he's safe. Alani Chavez and her six-year-old son currently live at the homeless shelter for families with children and single moms. I just wanted to change my life. Like, I was tired of being out on the streets. Chavez and her family became homeless in 2015 when their rent money was stolen. Unable to come up with the funds, they were soon evicted. So we packed everything that we could possibly can onto my son's stroller. And then we went to the welfare office in Escondido to see if we could get hotel vouchers. And we weren't approved for it. So we had to stay. I, had, I was sleeping in the park. Since then, Chavez and her children had been in and out of homelessness before applying for the shelter. I was just done. I was done being homeless. I just wanted to be settled. I wanted to be going the right path because I was not aiming for the right path. And I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be stable. I wanted to learn and be a productive mother because I'm expecting and I just want to be the good mother that wasn't with my other kids. The organization has helped Chavez reach that stability. She recently opened her first bank account, got a job, and is saving towards securing housing. Operation Hope North County is a homeless shelter for families with children and single women. Um, We have a total of 12 rooms. Um, Our largest room can hold a family of seven and our smallest room can hold a family of two. Jimmy Figueroa is the executive director of the organization a role he took on about a year ago. To be able to come in and assist this organization and lead this organization um, post-COVID, and just like a lot of nonprofits, Operation Hope North County, you know, we we went through that those trials through COVID. Figueroa says COVID cut off many of the volunteers and donations the nonprofit depended on. As restrictions eased, volunteers returned and donations picked up again. Figueroa says it was time for bigger goals. And one of the first things that I assess is like we need to revitalize this um, this organism, physically revitalize the space, um, so it mirrors um, the support that the staff is providing. That it mirrors the support that our board and our community has provided for so many years. They just needed a, a facelift. The property itself was an old clinic the organization purchased in 2012. The rooms families are assigned used to be old exam rooms and offices. The property recently underwent a complete renovation courtesy of a donation from North Coast Church. 
They helped transform the shelter with almost $300,000 worth of renovations. From our flooring to our youth room, our kitchen space, furniture, the bedrooms, outside landscaping, paving. I mean, it was just so much that went into it. Figueroa says the renovations helped with revitalizing the organization to continue helping struggling families. Our program is designed to get our parents, the adults here at the shelter, um, stability and tools to be successful to find housing. But it's like, what are we doing for all of the kids here? While they do have a youth room and activities for the kids, Figueroa says there's one place that is evident to be their favorite. But what about outside? Because that's where the kids play. And how can we create a space for them that uh, you know, exemplifies hope? that exemplifies life, that exemplifies dreaming and um, believing, but also something that provides vibrant colors. And for that, he turned to the help of local artists. Tomorrow, we take a look at the art that transformed a place of refuge into a place of color and hope for the children. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Coming up, why a local hospital plans to suspend its labor and delivery unit. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. The largest hospital in Imperial County is seeking an emergency loan from the state. But as iNews Source investigative reporter Jennifer Bowman explains, it faces competition. $40 million. That's how much the El Centro Regional Medical Center hopes to receive from a new state program meant to help struggling hospitals. El Centro Regional's finances are so bad that it has fewer than 20 days of cash on hand. But it's not alone. The state has $300 million available for the loans, and requests for the funding have already exceeded that. Imperial County's other hospital, Pioneers Memorial in Brawley, may also apply for a loan. The state is expected to make decisions by August. For KPBS, I'm iNewsource investigative reporter Jennifer Bowman. iNewsource is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. And a change will soon be underway for a North County hospital. For the first time since the 1960s, Tri-City Medical Center will soon not be delivering and caring for newborns. North County reporter Alexander Wynn has more on what led the hospital to suspending its labor and delivery unit. The Tri-City Medical Center Board of Directors unanimously voted to suspend the labor and delivery unit indefinitely. The move was not unexpected. In a memo to the board, the hospital district's administrative team recommended suspending the unit because of current and expected financial losses. Tri-City Chief Strategy Officer Aaron Bizek says this is a temporary decision while the hospital works to finalize a partnership with another health system. Yeah, that's why we call it a suspension and not a closure. So the goal is to suspend in lieu of an affiliation that will 
you know, bring back patients at some point in, in the future. And we think that there's a lot of opportunities out there. We're quite optimistic about it. The suspension is expected to take effect on October 1st. It includes labor and delivery, postpartum services, and the neonatal intensive care unit. The hospital has been caring for newborns since it opened in 1961. Alexander Nguyen, KPPS News. San Diego researchers are helping make sure a national medical database known as All of Us actually reflects all of us. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge explains how the Scripps Research Institute is involved. A million people, at least. All of Us wants to populate its medical database with that many personal health reports. Julia Moore-Vogel at Scripps Institute leads a national effort to recruit and retain participants. One of our goals is to make sure that 50% of the cohort is made up of folks who self-identify as part of a racial ethnic group that is historically underrepresented in biomedical research, i.e. non-white individuals. They also recruit people who are disabled or anybody who may be underrepresented in biomedical research. Making medical treatments more personalized means understanding a wide range of human genetics and diseases. Dr. Amy Sitapati oversees all of us at UC San Diego Health. She says the database helps by finding other people whose health is a lot like yours. It doesn't really work like a one-on-one, so it's not like find my twin. You know, the database is like find the people that are sort of like me. And then how do I compare to everybody else? So far, all of us is about halfway to its goal of having a million people sharing their medical and biological histories. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Eric Anderson. Thanks for listening, and have a great Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by The San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.